This is your host, Pete Moore, and I am pleased and humbled to announce the launch of my one and only book titled Time to Win Again, 50 Takeaways from Playing and Watching Team Sports to Guarantee Your Business Success. Those of you who know me personally and anyone who listens to Halo Talks for any length of time know that I am an avid sports fan and a big believer in the value of team sports. What I've seen over the past 25 years helping businesses grow, raising capital, being an entrepreneur myself, in coaching and mentoring executives in the sector, it's the lessons learned on the field perfectly apply to business. Entrepreneurs, executives, managers, you name it. Every company that's a strong company has got a good team. It's a quick read. There's awesome illustrations in there from our good friend, Mark, at Cruelty Free Cartoons. If you go to integritysq.com, enter your email address, and we will send you information on the book and the Entrepreneur's Survival Kit as well. Be great. Take names. Go Halo. This is Pete Moore at Halo Talks NYC. Today, we are going to talk about pickleball and pickleball only. Lynn coming to us from Connecticut, who is an avid pickleballer, and uh, she is going to wow us on pickleball being the future of outdoor racket sports. So welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Great. So um, you obviously come from a, a more professional and corporate environment, and now you're diving in uh, headfirst into pickleball as a passion and a profession. So why don't you give us your personal background and uh, tell us what kind of brought you to this uh, life-changing point. You know, it's interesting. Things began to change for me when I moved from Texas, where I'd lived for 25 years, to Connecticut. And uh, moving from a Southern climate to, you know, having some pretty good winters, I was looking for something to do indoors. And I always had a racket sports background. I played, you know, open level racquetball when I was young. And I wrote a lot of sports for magazines, sports articles for magazines and, and whatnot. So I got to Connecticut and I'm looking for something to do in the winter. And I looked at the local recreation center and they had something called pickleball, which I had never heard of in my life. And, mm -hmm. you know, I know other people kind of might be there, but uh, I looked it up on YouTube and I'm like, ah, I, I know I'm going to love it. So what's great about pickleball is I show up to the gym just to check it out. And as soon as they see me peeking around the corner, looking, you know, through the door, immediately somebody comes up to me and says, hey, you want to give it a try? And I'm like, wow, you know, these people are really welcoming. I mean, they don't know me from Adam. So got in the gym and uh, somebody loaned me a paddle and I hit the ball a couple of times. And from there, you know, it was something I absolutely positively knew I was going to love. So pretty much um, maybe a month after I started the sport, I started the Pickleball Fire website, which has kind of morphed into a podcast and a, and a digital magazine also. Great. So I went to the uh, U.S. Open of pickleball down in Naples. Uh, I guess it was about four years ago. Um, and it felt like going to a, a tennis center, you know, 30 years ago where uh, it was on a loudspeaker. And um, I, don't know, I felt like I was at camp also because they, they said, uh, 
you know, Murray Feinstein, please report to court 36 before you'll be disqualified for the over 80. So it seems like it spans, you know, age, uh, age segments. Um, but for those who, who haven't played pickleball, you know, I've done some research on it. So it started back in, I guess, the sixties and seventies. And it was basically a couple of guys tinkering around with their badminton set and some wiffle balls and, you know, kind of turned it into a, uh, a global sport now. Um, so, you know, what, what, what kind of camaraderie or, you know, how, how's your skill level and, you know, how seriously are you taking your, uh, your pickleballing? Well, I, I learned a long time ago, you know, I, I did play college sports and, uh, played high level racquetball, but, you know, honestly, I do sports because I enjoy them. And, uh, if, if I wasn't on the court, uh, enjoying myself, I wouldn't be on there. And, and that's actually what's so great about it is that like you had mentioned, anybody can get on the court and play. It's not like tennis, which can be kind of difficult to learn mm-hmm. regardless of I've, I've talked to, I've met so many people who have never played any other sport in their life. They get on the pickleball court, they can immediately hit the ball. They immediately have fun. And so you don't need to have a sports background or a racket sports background. And you mentioned kind of the intergenerational component, you know, it's that people, I often see grandmothers showing up with their grandsons and they Mm -hmm. both get on the court and uh, you know, they, everybody can play together. I mean, even people who are very high level players are happy to take a beginner on the court show them the game, give them some tips and then, you know, play, play a couple games. So, you know, me personally, I love the sport, you know, I'm somewhat decent at it because I've got that bracket sports background. Um, but yeah, it's just such a great game. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, from a standpoint of what you think pickleball can become or kind of what inning is kind of a baseball term, you know, where are we and how do you see, the professionalism uh, of the industry, or do you think this becomes like, you know, in five years, we're going to kind of joke about this podcast so people didn't know about it. Now it's kind of on, you know, NBC sports, you know, instead of Wimbledon Sunday, it's, you know, pickleball Sunday. Well, yeah, I mean, actually already is on uh, ESPN and CBS network that really just happened this year. Um, well, actually the nationals um, that probably happened a couple of years ago, but in terms of an inning analogy, you know, we're, we're definitely in the, in the top of the first. Um, honestly, in the three years I've been involved with pickleball, it's come such a long way because in 2020, there was probably 3 million people playing the sport. There was no prize money for people playing in it. So even if you're at the highest level of the sport, you know, these pros weren't earning any money. Now that changed mm-hmm. in 2020 when actually not one, but two professional tours were launched. Mm. So of course, with the Olympics actually, you know, just recently here finishing up, you know, everybody's like, well, you know, wants pickleball to become an Olympic sport, but there's a, a fair amount to that. But I, I personally know of a couple different organizations, you know, people I've talked to on the podcast that are working towards that goal. And, it's not going to happen in 2024 because it's, it's just too soon. They don't have enough prep time. We'll say to even be an exhibition or demonstration sport, but by 2028, the LA Olympics, Mm -hmm. I do, I do believe that that's probably everybody's goal is to get it in by then. I mean, 
if you think about it, pickleball, you know, in 2020, it, it grew about 20%. And granted, it's as the New York Times called it, it's like the, the best, you know, pandemic sport you could ever even imagine because it's mm-hmm. largely played outdoors. And Sure. You know, um, an investor asked me a couple of years ago after we went to this event, you know, where's, if you put kind of your business hat on, you know, where is the, the, the money to be made? Because obviously you got a wiffle ball um, and, and you got a, a, a paddle or a racket. I guess those are customizable to pick a ball. Um, but there's really not much else that you could, you know, places to, to make money, you know, in the space in the recreation side, do you see, um, leagues popping up? Do you see maybe there's like a billing software, maybe what you're doing on the, you know, the content and information side and, and data, maybe that's, that's where to play. Or have you seen any interesting, um, you know, business channels that, that have started to evolve or training or what have you? You know, there's actually a ton of business channels. The The biggest business channel at this point are the restaurant concepts, which are now involving pickleball. So they'll build, you know, four, six, eight pickleball courts as a part of that restaurant, you know, so it's definitely more that lifestyle experience. And there's some, mm. probably the best known one is called Chicken and Pickle, which is uh, out of Kansas City. And they must have a half dozen locations either with the restaurants now or in development pretty much all over the country at this point. Mm. Um, and there's other like um, businesses similar to them. I mean, honestly, the concept, that type of concept is popping up all over the country. I mean, the development is just absolutely amazing. So that's definitely where the most money is. Gotcha. And it's chicken and pickle. Um, do you know if that's a chain or if that's a franchise or? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, uh, it's, it's a small chain now. So I, I, I do believe they probably franchise. I want to take a minute and tell our audience about two awesome workout recovery products I've been using for the last 18 months from HigherDose.com, leader in infrared technology for athletes like all of us are. We're an investor in the company. That's not why I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this because it works. You got an infrared sauna blanket. I hop in there. I'll listen to some podcasts, burn 800 calories, get a mad detox and a PEMF, which is a pulsed electromagnetic field crystal mat that I lay on and I recalibrate my cells to the normalized level of the earth. If you got somebody you like and you're looking for a pretty awesome gift, they will love it. You could use this code HALO75, get $75 off and you will not be disappointed. HigherDose.com, promo code HALO75. And now let's get back to our regularly scheduled program. So from a standpoint of, of your personal lifestyle, how often do you play a week? You know, talk about some of the friends you made and, you know, is it more recreational or is it getting even more and more uh, competitive? You know, because I've uh, had a chance to play more often than I used to when I was working my full-time job, you know, things are definitely getting more competitive. And sometimes I, I go play out, I go out and play and I just want to have a a fun match where I can work on some things. And then other times I'll go to like another um, 
park where I know it's very, very competitive when I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm confident, you know, I can definitely get out there and compete, but you know, there are, there's tons of tournaments, tons of leagues, obviously 2020 with COVID was a down year, but uh, you know, it's just huge in 2021. And there's a number of juniors programs coming up um, where you've got people who are developing the junior leagues and, you know, there's always the tournament options too. Gotcha. Interesting. So, you know, with your background, did you play tennis before? Are you ping pong player? You know, what, what kind of got you into this? You know, I played a little bit of tennis growing up and kind of, you know, some of the USTA leagues, but my real sport from a racket perspective was actually racquetball, um, which is definitely a dying sport. Interestingly enough, Mm -hmm. one of the biggest differences between racquetball and pickleball is that there's really a, a very small percentage of women who played the sport of racquetball currently and historically, you know, it's probably 80 to 90% men where pickleball is a much more even mix. In fact, when I was uh, playing yesterday and probably right now I'm playing about, yeah, I practice probably a couple of times a week. And then I play maybe three times a week. But yesterday when I went to the courts to play, it was probably 70% women. Now mm-hmm. I, th- I think the overall statistics are a little bit more, still a little bit more slanted towards men, but it's definitely something that, you know, everybody can do. And, and, you know, one of the things that I think people always, when they hear the name of the sport pickleball, you know, I, I've talked to people on the pot, my podcast who didn't even want to play the sport because of the name of it. Now, there's actually people who even said to me, you know, I, I think that when I first started playing, you know, the sport would do so much better if they got rid of the name and just replaced it with something else. Right. right. But um, now, now people have really kind of bought and in, bought into the name and, uh, you know, kind of like the history of how all of that occurred. Yeah. We worked with a, uh, with a group called massage envy. And, um, after 200 locations, they said, you know, should we try to change the name? And then they decided, you know, it's just too late. Let's just, uh, let's just try and support it and further explain that it's, uh, you know, it's a massage clinic for everyone. So, you know, as you look at, um, you know, some of these over 55 communities, you know, I know very well that uh, villages, which is probably one of the larger um, active lifestyle communities, has got a huge pickleball um, presence. You know, how do you see, you know, the older market kind of gravitating towards this? Do you think that there's any kind of injury issues you know, where, where do you kind of see this? Cause this is probably one of the better sports, you know, if, if you don't play golf where, uh, you know, you can have a lot of community. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, honestly, I think any, anybody who's building a, a community that's 55 and over now always has pickleball in it. You know, yeah. it's a, obviously you need a much smaller space than, you know, like a, a golf course or something like that. So that's certainly a no brainer. But um, yeah, I mean, that's, I I fit kind of right into that age group. And when I was 50, I completely tore my ACL and did not have it uh, surgically repaired. So I really never thought I was going to play another court sport. But when I went and looked at, you know, pickleball, I'm like, it's a much smaller court. It's actually a super fast game. It's much faster than, than tennis or or racquetball, especially when you're kind of at that kitchen line. Um, so, but it does not require as much movement now, granted at, at competitive levels, 
the amount of movement that's required is tremendous. And the pro athletes now are, you know, just the more athletic you are, the the more you're going to do in the sport because it's just changed so much just in, in the last couple of years. But on the over 55 side, you know, with the older population, what's really common now too, is that they tend to combine RV parks and, you know, people, you know, driving their RV around the country um, with pickleball. So I know there's over 200 RV parks right now that actually do wow. have pickleball courts. So that's, that's a huge draw. As a matter of fact, I've got um, uh, my sister-in-law's sister is actually going to be retiring soon. They're going to get in their RV and they're going to travel around from RV park to RV park to play pickleball. Wow. Wow. Okay. I don't think I fully appreciated <laughs> the inertia of this sport and chicken and pickleball and now RV parks and pickleball. So this is like the groundswell of, uh, of what, what creates a real, uh, industry. Um, you know, anything else that if you're a, a health club operator, um, you know, and they're thinking about where they put pickleball courts in, you know, maybe from a, you know, can, can they still charge similar prices to what they charge for tennis courts or, you know, what have you seen there as kind of, you know, maybe, you know, is there, is there a psychological price point, you know, that says, oh, well, this is for a pickleball, like I'm not playing tennis or, you know, what, what have you seen there? Yeah. What I, what I've seen with the pickleball is most clubs, um, even tennis clubs here in Connecticut, they generally don't require a membership for pickleball. So it's, it's basically drop-in type play and people will just pay, you know, $10 and some of the nicer dedicated facilities for pickleball. Cause there are now dedicated indoor facilities for pickleball throughout the country. You know, those might uh, charge a little bit more during prime hours, but prime hours and pickleball is actually pretty much during, during the day, interestingly enough, but, but that's, again, the sport is, uh, you know, it's traditionally been an older population playing it, but I think that's another thing that's really changing, but pretty much I, I had somebody on the podcast recently and they said, if, if you're a tennis club and you don't have pickleball, you're losing money. Yeah. That's a great point. The, the point about also actually having people come in at, at regular hours, whereas the, the max peak in your health club is usually, you know, six to 9 a.m. And then, you know, five, six, six, probably five to 9 p.m. Um, so it's a great point for being able to, to lever out, level up your, uh, your membership base and cater to other people as well. So it's a great point. So, you know, in starting up your own business here, um, you know, any, uh, any takeaways for our, our avid entrepreneurs here that are kind of grinding away, starting up new ventures and understanding that things take time. You know, I I've been at this for three years and honestly, I, even though I've been a, been back and forth between being an entrepreneur and being in the corporate world, I did not start pickleball fire with the intention of having it morph into a business opportunity. I truly did it for the love of the sport. And mm-hmm. that's why you actually see so many people in the sport. So, you know, again, you know, it's probably the first thing I've done as an entrepreneur that I have been passionate about. And it's certainly the first time that I've been a, a content creator. So it's, uh, it's, just growing so much in this last year. I mean, just tremendously. Yeah. So the, the answer on that turned into a, a business opportunity. 
Um, you know, last part, just talking about, you know, what you're doing on the podcast and what you're doing, you know, on your site, is there a really good, uh, pickleball court locator function that's on the, the internet or something that, that you're doing? And, um, you know, who else do, do, do you see other, you know, whether mall operators or, you know, uh, public parks, you know, really starting to, to add pickleball going forward? Well, you've definitely hit on all the right questions because that was one of the things I put on my website early on was a, a locator for both pickleball tournaments and pickleball courts. Mm-hmm. Now, the number of new pickleball courts going in throughout the U.S. is is absolutely amazing. And one of the things that I do on my site is that I, I basically check the news every day for pickleball court openings, which there are many, many of, and immediately put them on my site. You know, so people can have that opportunity to, you know, certainly go find a place to play. Great. And then do you have any uh, any, any business quotes or personal quotes that are in your uh, in your archives that you could share with our uh, illustrious audience? Uh, yes, actually, you know, it's interesting that I. I think this fits fits me and it fits pickleball the sport so well. And this was actually a quote by Mike Singletary. He said, do you know what my favorite part of the game is? And he said, the opportunity to play. Mm -hmm. And I know that really fits me. And and if depending on how old people are, he was a great Chicago Bears linebacker and also a coach. But um, I think that fits pickleball to to a T. And yesterday I was having some difficulty on the court. I went through a, a really rough patch where I wasn't playing well. And I reminded myself with that quote of, you know, why am I out here? You know, it's the opportunity to play. Just enjoy the people, the friends, the weather, even though it was a little hot, you know. So there we go. All right. So for the love of the game, if you haven't heard about pickleball, you can't say you haven't heard after this Halo Talks. Get on onto the court. Lynn, thanks for your contributions with keeping people outdoors and healthier one person at a time. And I uh, look forward to uh, comparing notes and getting you into our uh, universe here of, uh, of new pickleball openings along the way. All right. Well, thanks so much. And be sure and, and check out. I also have a digital magazine, pickleballfire.com slash magazine. It's uh, really interviews from the podcast but I write those up as articles. So there's a lot of great profiles of pros and instructional tips. Perfect. Okay. You'll, you'll be hearing from our friends in Jersey very shortly. Awesome. Have a great week. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. Bye now.